Welcome everybody to the Sex Mechanic Podcast. You are tuned in to the first episode actually. So give yourself a round of applause. And I'm going to give myself a big round of applause because this was, this took a lot of work and it was a lot of planning and bringing things together in order to make this, you know, this idea initially a reality. So thank you all for being here because you're the reason that I'm able to even have this platform and, and do what I do. So thank you. So to start off, it's a little warm in here. I'm in sunny San Diego, so it's it's getting kind of warm right now. It's in April. Um, so I got to be mindful of that. But uh, yeah, this is the first episode of the Sex Mechanic Podcast where we talk about sex, situationships, and yeah, kind of things in between. Dating as well. We touch on dating. And th- the main point of this podcast, at least for now, is a way for me to talk about some of the experiences I've had around those topics and bring to the forefront how I've played a part and how things have turned out and also where I am right now in my life, you know, why I feel the way I feel about certain things. And it's it's kind of an accountability, uh, an accountability and a self-therapy podcast for me. So you guys are just coming along for the ride and hopefully you can get something positive out of it as I'm going through and trying to work my own shit out, out loud with the rest of the world. So, uh, yeah, I didn't even say that. I I didn't even introduce myself. I am the sex mechanic, a.k.a. Jean Benoit, a.k.a. the confident creator, a.k.a. I did it my way, a.k.a. whatever else you'd like to call me as long as it's positive. Oh, AKA Kyrie Irving. (laughs) Because apparently I look like him, according to a lot of people for whatever reason, but I don't really see it. So today's episode, um, short-term dick is all I have to offer right now. That's how I'm going to start the first episode. So let me let me get into it. Let me explain. Right now, I have been practicing celibacy slash abstinence for the last year and four months. And it's kind of weird to even say out loud because, you know, well, it's probably weird for other people. It's not that weird for me. I've taken different time periods off from sex after certain situations, just kind of get myself together and reevaluate what it is I'm actually looking for and what I need. So this is no different. This one has just seemed to go a little longer. Part of that is because of the pandemic that kind of lasted most, if not all of last year, most of last year. And I also moved to a different city. So that had something to do with it as well. And uh, I also got out of a dating situation with somebody that was, you know, kind of serious. So um, that played a part as well. But yeah, why would somebody name the sex mechanic who talks about sex all the time, who gives people advice on how to put condoms on for the purpose of sexual intercourse, be even considering something like celibacy or, or for that matter, practicing it for as long as I have at this point. Well, 
uh, let's get into it. For one, let's define what abstinence or celibacy is. Abstinence is abstaining from sexual intercourse, meaning penetrative sex between a penis and a vagina, right? So typically celibacy So celibacy is basically abstinence practice over a finite period of time. So if you say you're going to be celibate until marriage, that's celibacy, not necessarily abstinence. Abstinence could just be kind of like a one-off thing where you're just like, I'm abstinence or I'm abstinent tonight, but I'll get back to doing what I do later on, you know? So that's kind of the difference between celibacy and abstinence. So I've been practicing a little bit of both. Sometimes I've been saying that I'm I'm going to chill for a while. And then right now I think I'm more on the abstinent tip where, like I said, I can only offer short term. I can only get into a short term or long distance fling. That's about all I have the capacity for right now. So that's where I'm at. But let's get into why I've made that decision. Number one. I have a an almost fairy tale idea of what it looks like to meet the person the person that I would consider my life partner, all right? So it's not like I'm totally dismissing finding a life partner. I think that life partner is out there for me and I'm looking forward to meeting her when I'm ready and when the time is right. However, <laughs> until that point, I feel like most people, I can't even say most, I feel like until I meet that person, everybody else is kind of a, not a placeholder because I feel like that would be downplaying the position of the people that I meet up to that point everybody until that point is more of more of people that I'm enjoying their company in different ways you know let's just say that some people I might enjoy them sexually more than anything else other people I might enjoy their actual physical company along with their uh, sexual sexual company as well You know, so different people kind of like play different parts depending on those people's personalities and how they mesh with my personality. So knowing that and and not only that, that whole fairy tale thing to me looks like, okay, when I'm ready and I meet up with that life partner, I'll know it almost immediately. I mean, it won't take any time. At least that's how it looks in my mind. I could be wrong as hell, but that's what it seems like it's going to be for me. And so having that feeling and having that idea of what that looks like, I know that if I don't feel that it's that that's not the person as much as I may like a person or I may enjoy the uh, characteristics that they offer. I know that that person is not the life partner because I don't have that feeling. And I can be kind of stubborn about things like this. So I kind of, I'm sticking to it. You know, that feeling is something that is very important to me. And if I don't feel it, I'm not going to move forward. And let me give you an example, right? 
the last young lady I was dating back in 2019, um, everything logically said that she and I should get into a, you know, committed relationship and see where it goes. She was smart. She was funny. She was witty. Uh, she was within the industry I was in, um, aviation, for those of you who don't know that I'm an aircraft technician. And uh, she uh, she was really cool, and I enjoyed her company, which I cannot say about a lot of women. A lot of women, after a few times, maybe a couple times of hanging out, Eh, I'm kind of over it. Like, like the personalities just don't mesh where I enjoy their company that much. Oh, she was into also this this same, you know, woman was into, um, you know, Marvel and DC movies and video games. I'm not even that big on video games, but she was into video games probably more than I was. Um, but either way, like she was really cool and she had a lot to offer. Um, however, when it came time to decide if we were going to move into a committed situation, even if it was going to be a little bit more flexible than most committed situations, I couldn't, I couldn't pull the trigger on that. I could not do it only because I felt like that feeling that I, that I know is there for you know, for my life partner or the feeling that I know I'll get when I meet the life partner, it wasn't there. And so even if we succeeded for a bit, I felt like at the end, I wouldn't be able to give her everything she needed in terms of, you know, what she was looking for in a serious relationship, because I wouldn't, I feel like I wouldn't be fully in it as much as I liked her. And I've liked her as much or more than anybody I've liked in a long time. So, um, yeah, that's how that turned out. But um, when I made that decision that I couldn't move forward, obviously she was devastated. And whenever that kind of thing happens where, you know, I decide that I'm not going to be able to move forward with somebody and I let them know and it affects them that way that's probably happened a few times at least that I know of where visibly they let me know that you know this really affected them and when that's happened every time it's been harder and harder to deal with and this last time it just was ooh, it, it did a number on me like the the amount of guilt and the weight of the guilt that I held on to all the way until last year uh, probably around July or August when I actually let that go and I forgave myself for how I made her felt, how I made her feel, even though it was just me being, you know, honest in the fact that I just didn't want to move forward and possibly hurt her in the future. But seeing somebody and seeing um, somebody you care about and how that how that affects them, it's still it's tough and I think right now the biggest thing is I just don't have that's why I say I, I only have a capacity for a, a long distance or a short-term fling because I don't have any more space or capacity to possibly 
hurt somebody else and then have to deal with how that feels to hurt somebody else. Because I'm very, I don't want to say I'm empath. <coughs> excuse me. I don't want to say I'm empathic because that word gets thrown around kind of loosely these days. But I do feel a lot of what other people feel. I'm very conscious and it's something that has allowed me to help people around, you know, around the t- the topic of, of sex and sexology, helping people out and giving them suggestions and advice because I'm able to put myself in almost anybody else's shoes. Whether I agree with them or not, I can put myself in someone else's shoes very easily and feel things from their perspective. And so when things affect people in a certain way and it's somebody I care about as well, it becomes a burden for me also. So in order to uh, just give myself the opportunity to uh, to continue, I'm not going to say to heal, but in order for me to give myself the opportunity to figure out what I'd like to do or how I'm going to move forward, I'm just saying that I'm not going to start sexual situations with people if I know I'm not able to see it through. Okay, so reason number one why I'm choosing or why I've chosen celibacy and abstinence is because I have a fairy tale idea of love and meeting your your life partner. All right, that's reason number one. So the second reason is I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I tend to have a very hot and cold personality and let me explain right let me not say personality I have a hot and cold disposition so I can be really enthusiastic and excited about something or about a person even and then without provocation without any reason from that person I can literally become indifferent so not necessarily cold but I'll say hot and lukewarm I become indifferent. It's not like I don't care about the person anymore or anything like that. It's more like I'm not, ex- I'm no longer excited about the situation. And I won't say bored because I know a lot of people use that as well. Oh, I get bored of people easily. It's it's not, no, it's not me getting bored because what brings me in is not the fact that something is exciting so much. It's uh, I'm a very practical person. And so if something has a practical a practical place or a practical use for me, that's usually what brings me in to begin with. And the excitement or enthusiasm is just kind of like, you know, that adds on. So obviously, sex is exciting. The idea and the thought of having sex with a new person, also very exciting. I think once not only the newness wears off, but also factoring in the fact that, like I said earlier, I don't enjoy everybody's company more than my own. I enjoy my company more than most other people's company, especially for long periods of time. So what ends up happening is I start hanging out with a person, and after a couple of times of hanging out, 
sex or not involved. It's just kind of like, yeah, even if the sex is good, I'm just kind of like, yeah, but I don't necessarily want to hang around, you know, like, and then even when the sex is good, I can still fall off in terms of enthusiasm and excitement, even if hanging out is not even an option. Like it just becomes, it just starts to become, it starts to feel uh, meaningless, if that makes any sense. Like within that situation, I long for more. At the same time, I know that that person is not the one to give me more. That's that's kind of what it comes down to. But I, I don't put that on anybody else. I put that on me. Like, that's me having a hot or lukewarm disposition. So once but once I go to lukewarm, there's no going back to hot because I basically just. You know, I feel like the situation plays itself out or it's uh, it's reached it's 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 served its purpose to some degree and it's played its time out so you know like everything has a season and and everything kind of has a time period i feel like the relationship also just runs its course but the problem is that comes even when everything is going great you know even when the sex is is on point even when there's no, you know, disagreement about anything, like, once I just go to lukewarm, I go to lukewarm. And I'll give you a perfect example of this as well. So, there was a woman I was dealing with, and it was a long-distance situation. So, I would fly back to Florida, and when I was in town, you know, I'd hit her up, and, you know, we'd get together or whatever. We'd do our thing. We'd have sex. For those of you who don't understand what doing our thing is. But we weren't really on the hanging out tip outside of having sex. I, I, you know, I'd see her at a couple of events because we had some mutual friends. But besides that, it was mostly a sexual relationship. Everything was going well. And maybe after the... And there was kind of a, a twist in this story as well. At, at some point, maybe after the third or fourth time that we, you know, met up um, or we had our little uh, rendezvous, she got into a relationship. Like, she met somebody. And she told me, like, you know, she met somebody. And I was cool with it. Like, I love, I love, love, love when a woman I'm dealing with on a casual level finds somebody who can give her more than just you know good dick because I know my limitations I know that I do provide good sex I provide you know great company on a limited basis I'm also very caring and I'll listen to you I'll give you advice hear your advice like we can we can speak as friends you know like almost like a friends with extra benefits I don't like to use friends with benefits because I feel like that kind of minimalize or minimizes everything you get out of a friendship with somebody. And it says that the only benefit is a sexual benefit. So I say friends with extra benefits because 
there are benefits that come along with being somebody's friend, even without the sex. So I'm really good at, you know, being a friends with extra benefits type of partner. So uh, when when women find, you know, something more that, you know, closely, closer, closely related to what they're looking for. I'm all for it. Like, I love it. So she told me she met somebody and she's in a relationship. I was cool with it. Obviously, I stopped. Um, I didn't stop complete contact. You know, I would still contact her and just check on her, <clears throat> make sure she was good. But I definitely scaled back on the contact. And also, w- once that happens, it's hard for me to go back. At that point, once the person has moved on, I say, all right, well, this person moved on, so I'm moving on as well, even though I think I was already starting to get to my lukewarm state. So that just kind of helped me, you know, let go of the whole situation very easily without even having to have a conversation about it, which is always my preference if I can. And it's been, that's kind of been my luck that, Typically, the situations just kind of, I'm not going to say die out, but things happen. Somebody moves or, you know, or relocates or something like that. Usually it's a relocation or it was already a long distance thing. So it just kind of goes its separate ways naturally as opposed to us having to have a conversation. So this was no different. She got with somebody. I was cool with it. I I had pretty much moved on in terms of that situation. And then out of nowhere, uh, f- let's say a couple months later, she hits me back up like, hey, what's up? But like, hey, like, where are you? What's up? And it kind of took me by surprise because, you know, I didn't have any other context. From what I understood, she was already in a relationship. So I didn't get what what this what this interaction was about she told me that she broke up with uh she was no longer with the guy and uh she wanted to see me so mind you i'm already in my lukewarm state of mind and i already moved on mentally from that situation even though by the way i didn't i didn't say this but the sex was phenomenal like we had an incredible sexual connection it just worked, you know, like there didn't, it it wasn't much that had to be said. Like it was just a naturally strong sexual connection. So that part was probably what allowed it to keep going. So we kept it going a couple more encounters, but after the last encounter, it was just kind of like, yeah, I, I think I had already checked out. I knew that for me. I didn't tell her that. This is me talking to myself and saying, I kind of know that this, this is done. And so after the last time, that's what it was. Like I told her like, yeah, we should probably chill out on this. Um, I don't remember what the reasoning was, but it wasn't me saying I'm lukewarm because this is, this is verbiage that, I'm just now being able to, you know, put into words, 
you know, before I didn't really know how to explain that. I guess I could say I like people and then, you know, sometimes I just stop liking them or stop feeling them. Not like I'm, I stop being attracted. It's just, I just lose excitement. And at, maybe as an Aries, I need excitement. Maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> and maybe there is a little bit of boredom. But when the sex is what it was, I can't say I was bored. I can't say I was bored. Like, I don't think boredom is a fair assessment of what was happening. So for me, I'm going to chalk it up to excitement um, and maybe the enthusiasm of having a situation that I, I maybe think could go. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking right now at this point. I'm just thinking out loud. But either way. So that last time happened and then come to find out later on, she says that, hey, you know, I was I was really starting to like you. And, you know, I thought that we were moving towards uh, possibly moving towards a relationship. Now, this caught me way off guard because with her, I thought it was strictly sexual. And we we had never discussed anything about, you know, getting into a relationship or anything with each other. Like, if anything, I heard a lot about, you know situations she had been in and we exchanged stories of things that we had gone through and been involved in but um it was never a topic for us to be you know together and even in the very beginning I told her straight up like which is something that I'm I'm I don't say anymore but um <laughs> I said that I'm looking for that one person that I could spend the rest of my life with but in the meantime I am enjoying the company of women in different ways. All right. Now, to a guy, <laughs> that means, hey, I'm just having fun right now until that special person comes into my life. But apparently, to uh, at least to, you know, to some women, uh, maybe a lot of them, they look at that like, oh, he hasn't met the one yet, so I can be that one, which makes total sense. But now knowing what you know about me from the first reason that I gave you guys in terms of me having a fairy tale, I know it right in the beginning type of outlook on meeting my life partner. Maybe I'll lead with that one first, the fairy tale side, and then I'll say, yeah, but in the meantime, I'm just enjoying women's company. Maybe that's a little bit more accurate for people and people won't look at it like you know I'm waiting for them to show me that they're the one because I'm I'm not not because you know you don't have what it takes it's just I'm sticking to that idea that I need to feel it on the inside so that's what that is so present day it's brought me to a point where I say I'm just gonna hold off on sexual situations with people unless I know that we're both on the same page of it being short term and or, you know, kind of like a fling, you know, a, a weekend or something like somebody's visiting from out of whatever, or you're going back home, whatever, as long as we both know that this is not something that is a long term commitment for e either of us. That's all I could do right now. And in all honesty, 
that hasn't really occurred. And so in turn, your boy's going on, you know, a year and four months, like I said. So I'm going to keep that going as long as, you know, the right situation doesn't come up because I much rather not fulfill my sexual desires versus being in situations where I'm feeling guilty for months on end and not being able to fulfill my sexual desires anyway because of guilt (laughs) because that played a big part for the first let's say eight months of me not having sex last year was me feeling guilty about the previous situation so I'd much rather just be good with myself and where I'm at and what I'm telling people and knowing that if women and you know if women decide that they want to engage with me sexually they know that we're both on the same page and they're okay with that decision it's them making that decision because they understand what I come with you know there's a reason why I'm very honest on my first dates and meetings with people it's because I want you to know up front like I am a man who has a lot of different things going on in terms of me working certain things out. And I want you to know at least some of those, the ones that I'm aware of, I'm going to let you know. The ones like these that I'm just now, you know, working out and, and coming to the realization of, I'll let you know now, now that I know, but you know, I'm constantly figuring things out about myself. And as as much as I know, I'm going to let other people know up front. So that's what it is, man. So short term or long distance dick, that's what I got for you. If you're in the market for that, <laughs> then maybe we could maybe we could vibe. But, you know, um, that's where I'm at right now. And who knows? A month from now, I could be in a place where I feel like I don't want any kind of sexual interaction, even if it's that. You know, maybe that won't be satisfying enough for me either. So it's a constantly evolving and changing situation. And uh, as long as I'm being honest and upfront with people, as I am discovering or realizing what it is I want, I don't see the problem because in reality, we don't always want the same thing all the time. So it's good to see what that is that you need and uh, vocalize that with people around you that you're dealing with. But um, yeah, that concludes the first episode of the Sex Mechanic podcast. Now, later on with other episodes I'll have guests and we'll bring up other topics as well but um yeah again thank you for being here with me I appreciate it I am really really grateful that all of you chose to listen to the podcast and be on the lookout for the next one all right peace oh and by the way Don't forget to send me your questions or concerns through my IG DM. That's the sex mechanic. Um, 
And yeah, send me questions, comments. And what I want to start doing is reading some of those questions or comments on the podcast at the end and answering people's questions if I have the answers to them. You know, questions about sex, dating, or uh, situationships, I'll get back to you on. And, uh, you know, maybe we could help other people answer some questions as well. So, yeah, send those in to me and I'll read them out, answer them, and uh, we'll make that a regular segment of the podcast. All right. Talk to you all later. Take it easy.